0: So, I think a lot happened in the last session. I think the trajectory of where that session was going was absolutely not where we ended up. Because at the very beginning, it seemed like you were about to be arrested for, well, on trumped-up charges, of course, for the murder of Albin Grau. Inspector Krieg and his boys turned up at Café Sophie. Was it the Bonobo? I can't remember. One of the. Other. I think
1: we said it was the Sophie. I I had intended to be at the Bonobo, but it didn't matter.
0: And I can't remember exactly who did this, but some of you managed to fuck with his head enough. Who was it? Well, it was between me and K- Katorian. Yeah. Okay. So it was between Eckhart and Katorian. You fucked with his head enough to somehow get him to back off, but you've probably created an even bigger problem for yourself somewhere down the line given that. Now that he knows that you've got, like, dirt on him well, I suppose that could certainly come back to bite you later but, for the moment you are free agents.
2: I figure he's already having us done for murder so...
0: That is true. (laughs) How much worse can it get? Coming to kill us, which we already have people coming to kill us, so... (laughs) Absolutely true. So I believe you split up at that point. Half of you went to the Prussian State Library to follow up on that newspaper report and the others went somewhere else <laughs> i can't remember <laughs> where did the others go
3: i went to the
4: library to watch outside the library
0: okay they went to get
3: copies of the photo made and set up with a lawyer i don't know if that's all they did but they definitely did that so that uh, if we were to disappear or whatever the lawyer was going to send the information to the newspaper yeah
0: that's true I'm sure something else happened. But anyway.
3: Oh, they went looking for the Nazis.
0: That was it. That was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They went to one of the uh, the Rotter bars where the Nazi bully boys hang out. And, oh, yeah, they put the screws on one of the s- sort of less confident members of the uh, NSDAP. Yes. And found out that it seems like this group are being directed by witches,
1: yeah, by some sorceress witch chick, yeah,
0: yeah. Take make of that what you will, but more I think more significantly was the events in the library because you found well what seemed to be a copy of the Necronomicon that clearly had been adulterated, i.e., the contents had been removed rather crudely and replaced with a copy of Newton's Principia, and then Safina, in. Classic Safina fashion, decided she would try and get a reading on the library and she saw some horrific events. She actually saw the murder of this poor librarian and she sketched the murderer who was there with some accomplices. But the main drawing turned out to be none other than Baron Grunel, this man that has been haunting you for years. In fact, his presence has been there on the edge of your perception. He was the one that. Seemingly directed the whole of this working, Babello working to turn Anita Berber into Astarte. And has been this shadowy figure behind the scenes, but he obviously doesn't mind getting his hands dirty.
4: Is he the same as Murder Santa, or is that a different person?
0: Yes, he's Murder Santa.
2: (laughs) But was he tied up in the whole thing with the murderer, the sausage maker?
0: Not that you're aware of. With Grossman.
2: The whole assassination plot after that.
0: Not that you're aware of.
3: Well, what the Baron was also, though he was involved, we think, or we know, that he was involved in the prostitution, right? right with the yeah. with the dolls, yeah.
0: Indeed, he was the one that owned the apartment where Irma Corey lived, the, the young mannequin mensch girl that you rescued. And a very a ruthless and dangerous man. And, of course, also as uh, Max knows, involved in the film industry. He was the money behind The Golem of Prague, behind the the films that Agnes Esterhazy, Countess Agnes, was in. And the whole thing is this complicated web because you also found out that Countess Esterhazy is also a worshipper of Hecate. So I guess there are many threads that you can draw together. But most importantly, at the very end of the last session, There was a knock on Anita's door. Anita, you answered that, didn't you? I did. It was two in the morning.
3: When you've been in the trade as long as I have, it's not uncommon for a young girl to come to your door in the middle of the night for various reasons.
0: And indeed it was a young girl, or at least it was a woman, a young woman. And she, in a a voice filled with trepidation, fear and intensity. We haven't even finished the recap.
3: No. (laughs) It's been so long I forgot what the recap was. Could
0: you do it again?
4: Andy gets sassier when he drinks.
0: Rap, 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 knock on the door. And a frantic, well, a worried and tense voice you hear through the door. And she says, my name is Lena Desmond. I'm a newspaper reporter. I believe you or one of your friends has a folder that I dropped in Luna Park. You must know by now that you are in grave danger. I can help you. Oh, well, come in. Then I open the door. And you open
3: the door. I appreciate help. I have my pistol, if
0: you remember. Yeah, you do. Your your pistol is maybe cocked. And you open the door, and the woman you see is not the woman that you saw in Luna Park. At least, she doesn't seem to be. And she looks at you and says, please don't be scared. It is me. It is me. I'm different now. Oh? Did she step in the door yet? She's standing at your doorway, and she says, okay. I, "I open it up to let her." Yeah, I open it up to let her. I don't want to talk in the hallway; the neighbors will hear. She comes in. She looks like a, a frightened deer, and she kind of looks around very nervously, and then steps quickly in. And you see that now that you're looking at her, although her face is different, her her figure is is the same as the woman. She's slight and small, and again, she's very underdressed for the weather. She's just wearing a thin raincoat and a dress. No use against the bitter Berlin winter. She's shivering as she comes in. and She says, thank you. Thank you. It's Anne-Marie, isn't it? Uh, yes, yes. Oh, you're
3: soaking wet. Here, let me get you a blanket. I'll grab a blanket off the bed and throw it around her shoulders. And I'm going to go to put on tea. Because you knows what you do when somebody comes in and they're cold. I'm going to say, uh, I definitely recognize your figure from the park. You know, I'm in that business, so I'm often checking out women's figures. And She's nodding. How did you find me? I was told this was a private number.
0: I've been following you for a while now. Oh. That's how we well, <laughs> bumped into each other in Luna Park. Literally, I, I guess.
3: Oh. <gasps> yes. You did it on purpose. Like one of these mystery novels.
0: No, in the crowd. I, I thought I saw someone. I thought I saw someone that made me harm and I, and I ran and, and I just bumped into you by accident and then I dropped the folder and, and then it was the chaos of everything going on that night and but I didn't mean to put it in your hands but now it is well, you're in as much danger as I am. Tell me what you were investigating do you
3: like uh, sugar in your tea? Please, four spoonfuls Oh, that's a lot of sugar. Yeah, I'll uh I'm by myself right at my house How late is
0: it? It's about 2.30 in the morning Oh, all right.
3: I call Eckhart. I'm assuming I have a phone, right? Do people have phones in their apartments in the
0: 20s? I guess you've got a bit of money, haven't you? So, yeah, sure. I- I'm being put up by a producer that was kind of what we So, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. you got a phone.
2: There's probably a phone in the Sophie.
0: There's definitely a phone in the Sophie. Do you want to try and be discreet about it? You mean not tell the woman? Yeah. No. Oh, you're just going to do it in front of her? Okay. No, I'm I- going to
3: tell her. I'm going to say, let me, if it's that dangerous, let me call someone.
0: Yes, absolutely, absolutely. I know this must be very strange, seeing me like this, but it was the only way, you see, it was the only way. It's a disguise. You know, I'm pretty good at disguises myself. And you're looking at her and you see that it's not just makeup, it's not just a wig. She's got a completely different bone structure. Her nose is a bit longer than it was. Her cheekbones are a bit more pronounced. Her lips are fuller. Can I ask you something? Yes, of course. Are you real, or are you
3: made of plaster?
0: No, no, I, I assure you, it's real. I mean, she touches her face and says, this is one of the ways I could help you if, if you need it. Oh, I
3: don't need help there, honey.
0: No, I know a man who, for a price, can change your face. No questions asked.
3: I don't want to be bold, but uh, this is my ticket to
0: start I mean, yes, yes, you're a very beautiful girl. Oh, thank you, thank you. I... But you're very noticeable, you're very distinctive, and those that are after you that, well, they won't care about your your beauty. They'll destroy that beauty. They'll turn you into something
2: hideous.
3: That is not a good thing. Why would you say that? Who are they?
0: Do you believe in witchcraft, Anne-Marie? Yes. Well, whatever you believe, whatever you've heard about witchcraft, Put that out of your mind This is not fairy stories This is pure evil They are drawing on the sources of pure evil The cats? The cats, yes, yes That's one of their many awful ways Of turning you into a beast Into a denizen of the night But they can do far worse than that Believe me, Anne-Marie Okay, hold
3: on I'll put the tea down on the table I'm to go get my phone now I'll call her. Okay. I'm gonna call the Sophie
0: yeah. You call into the Café Sophie now Who would be awake at this hour? Aegon Okay, Aegon picks up the phone Who is this? What do you want at this hour? Is
3: that really how you answer the phone now, Aegon? Come
0: on Oh, a
3: Café Sophie
0: What is it? You in trouble again? You need some of the boys to come round?
3: Uh, Yes, actually there, there is some trouble There's a young lady in need of help uh, It's not me this time And I thought maybe uh, or or Eckhart could be around You know not that you're not fully capable.
0: Yeah, yeah, I get it. You don't need to bother me up. I'll get Eckhart. Katrin does not like to be disturbed in his sleep. Believe me.
3: Also, she's got a fright of a cold, so maybe bring along a little something to warm her up. Like, uh, like,
0: oh, I see, like that. You mean? Well, like a, like a drink. Oh, okay, a drink, a drink. Okay. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. All right, I get Eckhart. He, you speak to. Him. I don't. I don't want to know anymore. And he goes off. Have a good night. And Eckhart, you are rudely awoken at 2.30 in the morning by the rough hands of Aegon shaking by the shoulders, and he says, Vick up, Eckhart.
2: How did you get in my apartment?
0: I have the keys.
2: Right. I live, like, around the corner and upstairs. I
0: thought you lived above the Café Sophie as well.
2: eh, It's, like, around the corner, you know, like a flat just nearby. (laughs) How did you get in my apartment? (laughs) In all likelihood, uh, Katroyan would have a key for emergencies.
0: Like, So you see this looming figure with one eye and a scarred face <laughs> looming over you in your bed. And that
2: was how Aegon
0: got shot. He says, no, don't shoot. Come on. Anne-Marie wants you. She's on the phone.
2: <sighs> okay, okay. I'm coming, I'm coming.
0: And a little while later, you're you're in Sophie, and you pick the phone up. Hi, Marie. Yeah. What's going on? A young lady has arrived at my rooms here, and uh, she's a reporter. Apparently
3: that package that we found belongs to her, and there's witches involved. Not like the
2: funny kind. No, I know. Just the regular kind. Right. And cats. Okay. And what do you need from me right now? You get the card, you know. Okay, okay, I'll bring the car
0: I love the fact that two ladies is Daniel and me <laughs> Two lovely, lovely ladies Two lovely, lovely ladies
2: Okay, so yeah, I got
4: the keys I, Yeah, I take the car You got the keys? It's just everyone has everyone
2: else's keys <laughs>
4: Apparently
2: We're a tight-knit group But so I'll, I'll take the car and drive over to Anne-Marie's house Okay. Yeah.
0: All right. So, a little while later you you arrive and by this time Lena, if indeed it is Lena, has calmed a little bit and let's assume that you're inside and sitting down and you've had a bit of an introduction and she says, "I don't know what you know already. I assume you know something of what is going on. Can I take that for granted?"
2: Yes. We know about these so-called witches. And we know, at least we believe, we know
0: who's behind it all. Santa Claus. You know about Grunau, then?
2: Grunau, yes.
0: Yes. Well, this goes deeper than any of us could ever have imagined. They control the police, the judges, everyone. Everyone. They pull all the strings here in Berlin. I don't know how they managed to get to this position, but they do. They operate through a network of of the Ringverein. You know, the, the gangs? Oh, yeah. They're selling drugs, trafficking sex slavery, the whole thing. That's how they generate their funds. And the Nazis here, oh, believe me, they are completely under their spell, under their thumb. Either indirectly, even Goebbels. They have control over someone that high, can you imagine? Or even directly, like Count Heldorf and his SA men. You know Heldorf? You must know him, yeah? Yes. We've run into him
2: before, right? Out of character.
0: I don't think I, I have. have. So, to give you a reminder, Heldorf, you've never met him, but he's in that photograph. So, Katroyan knows him, or knows of him, he, through his general contacts. He's a high-ranking Nazi official, basically. And she says, <laughs> you must know him. You, you were with him sometime. That's the photograph. You're with him in the photograph.
2: About the photograph. Not yet. When was this taken? Oh,
0: I, I don't know. You you tell me you, you're in it.
2: Where did you obtain it?
0: I don't remember.
2: Funny you should say that.
0: Yeah. I recognise the photo, of course, but come for the life of me. Now you're asking me? It's like there's this blank or something in my I must have got it from the other things I know I know where I got them all from. But the photograph
2: Did you take this photograph?
0: No, no, no. I mean, I've never met you before. I tracked you all down through the photograph. When was it taken? You must know. It hasn't been taken yet. And with that, she just kind of like almost lurches back in her seat. She goes, no, 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 no. Not yet. No, this
3: cannot be. Could you be from the future? What day do you think it is?
0: She says, it's Saturday, 14th, yeah? Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay, forget it. No, no, no. You, You're telling me that this photograph is from the future? Is This has not happened yet?
3: No, we're going to the seance in two days. Or possibly one and a half now, I can't remember. It should be very exciting. Although I wouldn't normally wear that, but I guess I probably should.
0: No, this is not good. This is not good. This means something bad. Well, will Kit, would you see the future? <laughs> Look, if they can manipulate the future, the past, doesn't matter what we do, does it? They will come find us.
2: I don't know about manipulating the future. What I do know is that I don't remember this photograph being taken. Neither do any of uh, the people in it I recognize. Well, I haven't been here. One thing I can say is that there is one who does at least know such photographs exist. And that's Inspector Krieg. Krieg. He came to arrest us on trumped-up charges. And we were able to dissuade him by uh, suggesting we had knowledge of this photograph or others like it.
0: Yes, Krieg, of course.
2: It's likely he knows something. I, we had assumed he was uh, in the pocket of Baron Grunau.
0: Grunau, the witch cult, Esterhazy, yeah, all the same. It's Esterhazy, you do know that, yeah? Really? Yes, she's the one behind it all. Grunau, he, he is powerful and dangerous, but. Esterhazy, she has deep and dangerous knowledge, powers that can warp people's minds, change realities. You must take all your power, all your strength to resist them, you see. And she can change reality as well, yes. Not just perception. That's who we're going to see in two days. Esterhazy? We're going to the seance. That's how the picture gets taken. So you have a photograph of Esterhazy, yes, and you've got the film strip of her, but she's not in the photograph of you all. She's not been seen for two years. She says, yes, Esterhazy, is one of the Coven leaders, there is no question about it. And no one has seen her, at least for a year, if not more.
3: But if people can change their faces, how do we know that anybody couldn't be her?
0: <sighs> True. But the man who helped me do this says he has... Unique knowledge in this area. If he was telling the truth, maybe they cannot. This man was a very powerful wizard. Famous as well. Mr. Crowley. (sighs) Oh.
2: Alistair Crowley performed this for you.
0: Yes. He can do it for you too if you need it.
2: I have to say I'm surprised. We met him and he seemed more apt to uh, make your lunch disappear than achieve any truly useful working.
0: There's a thin line between charlatan and wizard, surely.
2: A pleasant enough man,
0: at least. There's more. The most important thing I have to tell you is, you know Salon Kitty. You must know Salon Kitty. It is infamous. It's basically the most famous brothel in the whole of Berlin. Like a very.
1: It's like the Kit Kat Club, basically. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's like the the high end. So she says, Salon Kitty. You you must know Salon Kitty. Yeah that high-class hollhouse over on Kaiserbrechterstrasse, that the uh, Nazis, they lay like that place. I don't know, maybe it's the whips, the masks, I don't know, you tell me. But that's where they coven, that's where they recruit, you see. That's the center of their operation. So, if you are brave, if you dare, that might be a place to find answers. I mean, I, this is not the kind of place that I normally hang out. No, no, of course, of course. But you could easily infiltrate uh, with your looks. Well, thank you. That's very sweet of you. You look like a good whore. A high-end high whore, let's just say. High-end <laughs> Not
3: a streetwalker. Well, I'm guessing that Katorian has uh, connections there. Mm.
2: As a well-connected man. Not because of any kind of... I've been poaching their girls. That if it's a Nazi joint, he probably wouldn't have, like, connections with anyone in any position to like help us infiltrate or you know because like anyone that would work there in any decent capacity is probably a nazi asshole and would not give katara in the time of day because they're racist or xenophobic or
0: both but at the same time it's a bit like i suppose in your perception it's a bit like you know vichy france during world war they're basically like that they do what they need to do to get by, to survive. And that means going along with the Nazis. It doesn't mean that they're Nazis, but you know, they do what they do.
2: Fair. Well,
0: and one last thing, and I probably should go now, but before I go, I, the, the photograph of the Kaiser Wilhelm tour, you may have wondered what the purpose of this was. I have been doing some scouting and that is where the Coven perform many of their rituals. I was there on the winter solstice, just observing from the woods. And there must have been a hundred of them there, all dressed in white, performing some kind of bizarre ceremony. And I swear, I swear, I saw the air, the very sky, tear open. Whoa. Oh, that doesn't sound very good. Where would you go? I just go from place to place. You know, there's always somewhere in Berlin... I can see that you know you know the city's many faces.
3: Well, you know, what? I've been around a little bit.
0: But I can't stay in one place for long, and for all I know that you're all being watched. They have spies everywhere, you see. But I had to come and tell you this. And, w- and one last thing she yeah. says as she's standing at the door. The film strip, the one with Estahazi on it, as soon as I acquired that, my life turned to hell. There must be something very important about that.
2: And it was just a clip of one of her films, right? And as I remember, it was just like her doing something mundane.
0: The one thing you know is that it was developed with some very weird process. Right. And then she stands at the door and she says, Thank you for the clothing. That will help. Although it doesn't really suit me. <laughs> and then she just leaves. And at the door she says, You can find me at the Schloss on, at the top of Oranienberger Straße." And then she closes the door.
3: Well, you be careful out there. It's out of the rain. And, uh, you
0: know, that needs to be dry cleaned. So should we wind on to the next morning when you're all back together? Okay, so you're all back at the Sophie the next day. First
1: thing, I'm putting in a call to my lawyer, making sure that he knows to run a story on Esterhazy and this photo.
0: And what are you gonna actually say happened?
1: I'm going to say that they manipulated the photo and that she's the blackmailer behind it. The famous Esther Hazi, yes. She's she's a blackmailer and she's been blackmailing high government officials and all this kind of stuff like that, and it's like so in other words, give them something that's like very close to the truth, but minus the witchcraft.
0: That will throw the cat amongst the pigeons, I imagine. Yeah. This is the picture of us
4: that you're talking about.
0: Yeah.
1: Yes. And we'll include the the photo of her. But also
0: Krieg and Heldorf and Margot Leon and pretty famous people.
4: We convinced Krieg not to throw us in jail by not exposing...
1: (laughs) We're not going to publish this until somebody messes with us. This is the Dead
2: Man's Switch i thought you said run a story yeah what's the point of doing that against like trying to do something to esterhazy also she doesn't have a reputation to maintain the way krieg does
1: well i know that but the thing is is if they win i want this to kick her in the teeth that's
0: good i like that if she wins she loses why don't you play out the scene then so you're you're in the cafe sophie amory and eckhart you obviously had this encounter so i guess you're wondering
3: why i called you all together I don't have anywhere else to go. (laughs) Yeah, I like walking. You're already there. I had a quite interesting visit last night with a reporter, the one who dropped that envelope. She knows that we're being followed, or she thinks we're being followed, by witches. And she had her face changed by Alistair Crowley in order to hide. And what else? So now we know that, oh, the film strip.
2: She told us. Yeah. Yeah. That Agnes Esterhazy is the ringleader of this witch's coven, and that she pulls the strings of Baron Grunau in all of this. And this is all one enterprise that we've become entangled with, and uh, now seeks its revenge, likely for us having foiled their plans with Abizu. I want to ask Did Anne Marie mention the film strip? Right, I'll mention the film <laughs> strip.
3: That's what I was going
4: to do. Yeah. yeah. I want to ask uh, Aegon if he can get it. We can have a look at it again.
0: Perhaps we can project it. It's probably too short, right, to project it?
2: Yeah, I think it's just...
0: It's only about 18 frames or so.
2: Well, you, yeah. you could project it as stills.
0: Yeah.
4: I think we had locked all that stuff away, right? Is that on the premises
2: or is that somewhere else?
0: You can get it in an hour.
2: I think Aegon put it somewhere secure and didn't tell anyone where it was. Just under his bed, It's <laughs> in his underwear drawer. <laughs> he's got in his pocket, in his underwear. He just keeps it in
4: underneath his balls. It's actually an Eckhart's underwear drawer.
2: <laughs> he's just
0: he's just used the key to Eckhart's to
2: <laughs> keep it in my underwear.
0: Okay, so what's the plan then, guys? You're in Cafe Sophie discussing the the bizarre visitation last night, Amory and Eckhart.
1: Now that I've heard uh, all of the things, I put this together and I explain that we are going to sweeten the dead man switch. We're going to now center this around Estahazi and that photo that Aegon has kept away in his
2: secret place. I prefer to plan for what's going to happen if we're not dead. Right. I agree with that, actually.
1: I mean, it doesn't hurt to have a contingency for if we're dead. Well, to begin with, there's no way I'm going to let her win. No. If we go down, she's getting kicked in the teeth really, really hard. Okay, but I don't want to go down. I mean, they're coming for us, though. Uh, no, that's good. First, let's cover this base. Let's cover this base, and let's write the story... Basically, explaining everything as it is, except that we will omit the elements of witchcraft and supernatural that would have everyone rolling their eyes. That this is a political blackmail gang being led by a has been actress that aspires to power.
3: Right, because she's
0: old and kind of not working anymore. Precisely. Agnes Estahazi, she was pretty amazing looking, actually. Oh. She was uh... so, so I'm a little jealous, so I, I put extra.
1: You inject extra vitriol in the
3: has-been. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, get, I, get, I get heavy into that.
1: No, so... Okay, so that... It needs to be something that's very plausible that everyone will understand. She's got a bunch of Nazi of government officials wrapped around her finger, etc., etc.
3: That all seems... Fine, but we only have heard from the one young lady who I'm not going to say is making anything up because she did seem frightened. But th- that's the only time we've heard he mentioned as being involved in this. We know the Baron has been involved in all kinds of things. Why not connect it to the Baron?
1: It fits like a glove. I'm not inclined to take people at their word, but this makes sense. Okay. If I wasn't mistaken, I would assume that... These idiots that we roughed up the other day in the bar—they were—they were acting very much like they were getting their oats up for some woman or women that they wanted to impress. That's sure. That, I mean, that's how
3: I read it. Oh yes, you know, boys. Well, speaking of that, have you ever been to the salon, Kitty?
1: Okay, you know my new dancer. Everyone calls her Brunhilde. You know, her real name's Katalin. Oh. Yeah. No, I poached her. I'm looking at another one right now.
3: Apparently, there's a connection. They do their rituals there with, like, the leather and stuff.
2: And use they recruit from there. And they
3: recruit, but also the leather and stuff.
2: I like the idea. <laughs> the leather rituals. That was well done, actually.
1: Oh, no.
4: Well, all right, Go. I was just going to point out, so these are the competitors. The Witches' Coven and Katroyan are both recruiting from this brothel.
1: That's probably, I mean, I don't like to get too self-centered about it, but I wouldn't be surprised if that's the reason that they came after us in the first place.
0: The way I see it, Katroyan, as a man of business, as a businessman in 1933, you've got to be somehow playing off the Nazis. There's no way you could be operating.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't like them, and they really don't like me, but we've got our angles.
0: Yeah, it's business.
4: So I wanted to have a look at the photo, the film reel again, Mm -hmm. because now we've been told this is somehow significant, and the only thing we know about it is, well, we know where it's from, the movie it's from. Yeah. There's nothing special about the scene that we can recall.
0: (laughs) That's a lot of Bailey's. No, but the top half, the bit that's kind of, like, translucent at the top, that's all whiskey. So, you're heading to Salon Kitty, are you? But it's the morning, so... Are we? My understanding is that's the best time to go. For what? (laughs) Yeah, for what? To look like they're fresh.
1: Well, you want to get the girls before they go to sleep?
0: You don't want sloppy seconds. Is that what you're saying? That's pretty much it, yes.
4: No, I know better. I wanted to look at that. Film reel again,
0: I mean you have already like taken it to a, a specialist photography studio we and... didn't project it though he
4: didn't recognize the chemical, so i'm <laughs> and I asked my friend and he didn't show up so I would like to take a sample of it and maybe we can go to like a chemist oh so so rather than someone who works with photographs someone who works with chemicals we don't want to damage that film strip though we want well, I was thinking we could cut, a, like, a quarter of it
3: and test it. I wouldn't cut it. That's damaging it. But,
4: like, without touching the,
1: the non-film butt. You're talking about the sprocket holes, okay?
0: I think that's a good idea.
4: Yeah, I think No, we go it. for
0: it. Go for it. I don't know if we should listen to Drunk Andy. <laughs> you find a pair of scissors. Yes. And you hold it up, and you're just, you know, you're going to snip off, like, one frame. Not, not even a frame, but, like, the side of it
1: the sprocket holes by one frame
0: and you're like god you know when it's something so like kind of slippery that you can't quite cut it yeah you know when you're like you can't get a grip on it like you can't get the blades to bite so you wiggle it around your scissors a bit and then you're hey careful with that you literally can't cut it you're trying and you're trying and you're trying and it will not cut
3: now i don't know much about this max but Don't they have devices for cutting film? I think scissors are a little bit dangerous.
4: Yeah, yeah. And so I'm going to pull out my pocket knife and just put it on the table and try and slice it that
0: way. And using all your strength, you score through it and you're pressing so hard, you actually make an indentation in the chopping board that you've got it on, the wooden chopping board, and your blade does not go through the film.
1: Forget it. This is witchcraft film. They didn't buy this from Kodak. Or Agfa, or
4: anybody else. Well, we can still have it tested. Just
2: this must be why it's important. Okay,
4: so there's something about how this has been coded
0: that makes it impervious to being
2: cut. Now, the journalist told us when she found this. Or is it the pr- is it a print?
0: No, no, it's not negative. It's a print.
2: What What did the journalist say? Oh, she said trouble follows this film strip. The journalist said her life turned upside down as soon as she found it, which I took to mean that it's somehow important to these witches. Do any of us, rem-
1: you know what, I'm, I'm remiss right now, this came in a package that was sent to us, that was sent to the Sophie?
2: No, we found it when the journalist dropped it when we ran into her in the street.
3: The woman with the changed face. Okay. Alistair Crawley's uh, experiment. She said he's a great wizard, you know. Okay. He did he
4: can change your face, he could try that's what she claimed. Look, maybe we should just put
3: it away again. just leave it for now. Well, if we just go to a chemist, I like your idea. We can just go to the chemist and maybe they could identify it by smelling it yeah, we could they could
4: identify it by smelling it. I just don't want I, mean, I was thinking they could test it, but I didn't want them to
3: ruin the whole thing. You just tell them not to ruin the whole thing.
2: I don't know much about this, yeah. Well, it seems difficult to destroy, at least. I'm much more of a a live performer. But yeah, I think we should bring it to a chemist.
4: So we should take it to a chemist? Unless you
2: know a magician. We know Alistair Crowley.
4: Do you know any chemists? I
1: don't know if I know any chemists. I've got a pretty thick black book, but... Well,
2: I mean, the chemists I know are probably bent. Would I know any chemists?
4: You might know, like, poisoners.
2: I mean, I
0: think you would know chemists, stroke drug dealers, for
3: sure. No, we'd have to know somebody in industry that would use chemicals. Like somebody who makes, like, yeah, yeah. bug spray or something. they have bug spray in 1930?
1: <laughs> right, exactly. Like,
3: B R S F or whoever, yeah. How much of this
0: whiskey have I actually drunk tonight? That's quite a lot. Anyway.
3: Or well, we could just go to the whorehouse. The I mean, either way.
2: Let's just drink whiskey and go to the whorehouse.
1: Well, no, I'm trying to think. There are a couple of chemical. There are actually a couple of chemical uh, manufacturers around Berlin.
3: Yeah, there's got to be like uh, the opposite of fertilizer, the thing that kills the bugs, pesticides. Yeah.
1: Yeah, the, the exactly like pesticides. But I, I'm trying to think of, you know, the, I have a lot of businessmen that come through the uh, the Bonnebo. Maybe I know one of them.
4: Can I smell the thing again, the
0: real? Yeah. And
4: take a real good whiff. What does it smell like?
0: It just smells very acrid and not like the chemicals that you know. You've been around the movie industry, so maybe you know, but this has not been processed in in a normal way.
3: It doesn't smell like anything we've ever smelled before. It doesn't have like a little bit of a... Because I'm thinking we could compare it to things. We could just start opening things and sniffing
4: Yeah, this is what I want to do. Or oh, does anyone know I'm, someone with a dog that could... Uh, Help us track it. We know a chimp?
0: No, that chimp is dead, I'm afraid. No seriously though, I think there's probably fertilizer companies, we could probably go to a chemist. Oh shit. Okay, we could just go to a
3: pharmacy and start smelling stuff.
0: Alright, so you head down to the pharmacy in Prenzloyerberg and open up a few bottles and start sniffing away. The chemist is standing there going What is this? What is this? Why are these people sniffing
2: my bottle? We should ask if the chemist recognizes the smell. Maybe it's an obscure chemical, that. But... I wanna ask him if he would smell something for me. But he has to close his
0: eyes. You want me to smell something for you? Are you some kind of pervert? Smell my finger.
4: I don't want him to see the real though, so I want him to close his eyes.
0: You want me to close my eyes and open my mouth? I've heard this one before. We keep the film strip in a little. And in the
1: back, saying we should have asked innocent Safina, she could have convinced him to smoke.
3: I say to the farmers, I say, no, this is for a contest. We're looking for the chemist with the most acute nasal passages in all of Berlin who can identify
0: any chemical. I have the most prodigious nose in the whole of Germany. You will find out. This is what we've heard. So if you can identify this
3: chemical... Receive a great honor. Possibly your picture in the newspaper. Oh. Uh, yeah well, yeah, well, yeah well. I, will do, I will do this for you. I have to cover your eyes.
0: And I'm a pretty girl. I'll just go behind him and, like, do the little... So you cover this poor chemist's eyes. And he says, Don't press so hard on the eyeballs, please. Oh, oh,
3: oh sorry, I, I don't usually do this.
0: <laughs> I'm trying to convince him to sniff the film and see if he can identify it. Okay, so you've got your hands tightly over his eyes and he sniffs. He goes, Ah! Yeah! Oh! Oh! That is terrible! What is this you are making me smell? Well, that's what we're trying to find out. Oh, no, this is very really bad. This is uh, like uh, ambergris. Like the, the spleen of the veil or whatever this organ is inside the veil. Oh, spleen of a whale. That's.
3: Very, very close. We'll let you know if you are the winner. You'll receive a notice in the post,
0: or, or, or like what you call it? The um, no, this other thing, this thing that they use in the the, the dark, the black magic. Yeah, yeah, this is toad. What you call it? Uh, toad? No, no, like a plant. This is a very special plant. I can't remember what this is called, but yes. Mandrake? Man, Mandrake, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that is it. Yeah, I wouldn't guess. that. So.
3: Oh, yeah, that may or may not be correct.
0: Mandrake? Very strong, very strong. It goes up into my nose, grips onto my brain like a, like a fist, gripping my brain. I looked confused at the rest of the group. Well, you'll be notified
3: by post if you were uh, the winner. Thank you so much. I start to walk away. Thank you, Sean. you might receive a major award. Can I sell you some opium?
0: Would you like some opium or morphine? Oh,
3: is there a sale?
0: No, always.
3: I will buy some opium. Uh, no, I want to get like one that can, is it in like a, a needle, like a stab
0: somebody with? And, and... Tincture. No, 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 it's a tincture of like, opium, like a liquid. Mm-hmm. That could be useful though, to knock somebody out. I'll buy some. Oh, no, well, very good price. Uh, okay. Fine, Mark. I look at Katorian always two marks for a little tincture I think your natural businessman brain is saying that is a ripoff.
3: yeah well I negotiate for a better deal
0: Yeah. actually why don't we why don't you make our first roll of the evening make a, <laughs> make a credit rating roll
1: credit rating roll there you go success
0: okay so he says oh okay one mark one mark okay good
1: some discount opium is what we accomplished today.
0: Given we're playing a role-playing game, we might as well make one role. One role, yes. So. Uh,
3: this has actually been quite useful. Well,
0: so it's
3: Mandrake root, which is weird, what he thinks. I have opium and we're going to a whorehouse, so I think we're going out the right way. Remember what I said about this is
1: witchcraft film. Mandrake is witchcraft shit.
4: I'm going to insist that we take this home and lock it up. I don't want to lose this film. I agree.
0: Coming back to Aegon. All right. So are you going to head to Salon Kitty then?
1: Immediately after dropping the film off.
0: Okay. So you drop the film off and then you head to Salon Kitty. It is located at Giesebrechtstrasse. I can't remember what. Elf. Giesebrechtstrasse. Eleven Giesebrechtstrasse. Eleven. Isn't it great that in German, elf is eleven. Eleven is elf. And six is six. They're good numbers. Eins, zwei, drei, elf, <laughs> six elf, six. Well, I'm sure at this place you can get that if you want. And it's on a street that branches off at an odd angle from the Kudamm. As you know, this bordello matches the surrounding neighborhood's air of high-class charm. And when you enter through the beautifully lacquered door, fragrant, it is fragrant with the odour of cigar smoke and expensive perfumes and facial creams. The decor recalls a fin de siècle literary salon or Wilhelmian drawing room. And you go in. And of course, there is the hostess there. A gorgeous young girl dressed in a beautiful flowing dress. And she comes over and she says, Willkommen, meine Herren und Damen. Willkommen zu Salon Kitty. Kitty Salon. And she just gestures for you to sit down on the overstuffed red velvet sofas.
3: I immediately feel uncomfortable. Okay, so, Sofina. By the way, I've got an idea. Does she have any kind of an uh, exotic
1: or not local Berliner accent
0: by chance? Make a luck roll. We're going to get some rolls, for God's sake. Yeah. Any could try No, she's a Berliner. She's like strict Berlin. Strict machine.
3: Okay. Well, there goes that.
0: Sofina, you should Say that you're looking for employment.
4: Safina does not need it. I'm an artist.
0: She would need a good bath and a whole wardrobe like makeover.
4: I feel like you're you're more convincing with your lithe body and
3: whatnot. I'm just thinking that you could draw draw the the women and then they could use it as advertising.
4: Oh, like a street marketing campaign.
3: Right, a marketing campaign. Right, men could flip through the books of the drawings. To decide. It would save time for the women.
4: And and to what end would me securing freelance employment as the illustrator of the brothel? Because
3: we need to talk to the girls. <laughs> we have to talk to the girls to see uh, which ones have been approached about being uh, witches. Or sacrificed to witches. Or anything like that. They could all just get their photo taken, couldn't they? That's so pedestrian, though. This is not a, uh, you know, some... some
1: I mean, couldn't just one of you gentlemen buy, like, an hour with each one? Isn't that how these things work? How much money do you think I have? A good amount. Yeah, enough to buy you a coat every now and then, but I was able to poach one of these girls.
3: How do you normally recruit Torrid Unless you see the girls? What is your normal approach?
1: Well, my normal approach is to buy them a meal and tell them that I can treat them better. How do
3: you connect to them?
4: But how do you get to the point where you're inviting them to a meal? Like, how do you start that conversation?
1: Well, I let them know that I'm, you know, someone of interest that has a proposal. So how do you talk to them? Generally not in their place of business. Generally outside their place of business when they're coming or
3: going. You just hang around outside. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you hang out outside the storehouse and poach girls. I love it. Okay. No, I've got informants for that. All right. Well, that's not very useful to us. We need to know about the witches. I'm going to go up to the hostess and I'm going to say, what do you know about witches? God, okay. And Maria is a very direct person. From now on, I say that anything
1: direct should be said by Safina. Which is way better than I am. Hard.
0: Make a luck roll. Wow. So, she goes, Witches? Witches? Well, what do you mean, witches?
3: I heard that there's a lot of leather involved in <laughs> witches' ceremonies.
0: No, no, no. You, you this is uh, crazy talk. Crazy talk. And she turns away. You can make a psychology roll. I have fifty percent. Oh, but that's ninety-five.
3: <laughs> oh, I'm not reading it
0: yeah. at all. <laughs> You can push the roll. <laughs> oh,
3: yeah. I'm, I'm going to push it and I'm going to say... Do you want to push the roll?
0: Okay, well, no, no, Tell me how you push the roll because you, you're trying to read her reaction. I'm actually going to reach out and touch her shoulder
3: and I'm going to say, the cats. Okay. And I'm going to try to get a feel. I'm going to try to get her to turn around and look at me more directly so I can get a real feed on her face. And I'm staring at her like this. Oh, what's worse? Oh, no. I, oh, you can't use luck on a push, right?
0: Okay. No, you can't use okay. luck on a push roll. And she says... Oh bitches, bitches what you, you you talk crazy talk, crazy talk. Are you insane? Are you crazy? No 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 And at that point the door opens to the back room and out comes a very imposing lady. Oh great. And she says Hello my darlings, my darlings Oh. You are new to here. Whenever I see new people come in, I must come and say hello to them. To say, good Abend, Guten Tag, Guten Nacht. Most awfully, Guten Nacht to them. I am the famous Kitty Schmidt. And she pushes her bosom out. Oh. And taps her cigarette. And she says, You are most beautiful. Well, you are. She says, pointing to Anne Marie. The rest of you are, I would say, <laughs> striking. But you, you are very ugly, she says, pointing the egg heart.
2: I stand up and with a with a sweeping bow, I, I take her hand and I kiss it and I say, uh, yes, of course. I'm forced to make up for my uh, lack of good looks with my, my words and my deeds, madam.
0: Ah, yes, character.
2: I crave that you will give me that chance.
0: I may give you a chance. Depends on how you perform. Always, always. (laughs) You look like you could go quite a while. You could go the distance.
2: (laughs) Well, I've never had any trouble.
0: And she says, well, then you must come up to my chamber. And she grabs you by the hand and drags you into the back room. All right, I go along. And I think that's where we will end the session.
3: (laughs) See, I thought Kitty was some kind of sexual reference. I didn't realize it was actually her name. Eckhart's gone
0: off with Kitty. Eckhart has been dragged out. More next week. We will not be roleplaying that, I can guarantee
2: you. It can be a fade to black, that's fine. (laughs) We're totally going to play out the pillow talk, though.
3: You gotta get the information somewhere.
2: Yeah, no, I was saying, you're all like, oh, how do we talk to... It's not hard, you kind of say like, you, I like you, let's go. And then you pay the money, and then you just talk. (laughs) It's like not, right, but I'm a lady. It actually doesn't work any differently for you. It's just that you're awkward about it. You might get turned down, but like probably not. I mean, come on.
0: So Eckhart and so on, Kitty and Kitty Schmidt are going off to the back room, and the rest of you are just standing there, perhaps just wondering what the night will hold in store for you. And and that's where we'll end.
2: Eckhart's the only one who's ever been to a brothel before.
0: Well, let's say that there's at least at least. Three choices for each of you, so you can make your own choice and take your pick. That's the reason why I keep
1: giving you raises, and you just your credit rating doesn't go up any higher.